My name is Fraser. My name is Mark. And we are the hosts of the Geekiest Show Alive. To the outside world, we're ordinary geeks. But in the fab international studios, we talk comics and find other geeks just like us. This is Geek of the Week. Welcome to Geek of the Week. You're on issue 20-2-0 with your regular hosts, Fraser and Mark. I'm Fraser. And I'm Mark. How's your week been, Mark? No uh, car accidents. Less week. dramatic. Less dramatic. <laughs> Less dramatic. In fact, I'd go as far as gratefully boring. A bit tamed. A yeah, bit more tamed. gratefully tamed. Nice, nice. And didn't nearly die, and I haven't been on the telly. That's so you know it's it's definitely a a, a, a more gentle week more gentle. than last week. I have been Spider Man again. <laughs> good, I'm glad. So that was good. <laughs> now let's segue that into Spidey with Uptown Spidey. I need photos of Spider Man. So, you know with the sounds of J. Jonah Jameson, it's time for the news on Geek of the Week. And we had something pretty big in film terms uh, this week. It was the Oscars. Yeah, that's pretty big. Now, if you're <laughs> if you're a classic film um, aficionado, you're like, oh, yes, the Oscars. Oh, all about that green book, that's the favourite and all that. But we weren't about that. We were all about Black Panther and uh, Into the Spider-Verse. And big props up to them. They did the superhero community very good, like, justice. Well, considering probably the, best the drought word. we've had up to this point, it was rather a success, I would say. Exactly. So Black Panther won in three categories. The first for Marvel Studios, first ones to win any Oscars, mm. which is incredible. I would have thought, like, they'd get, like, a set design or something like that. But, in fact, Infinity War missed out against the first man um, this Oscars so maybe it isn't that surprising uh, but it won for the score which is incredible Kendrick Lamar did a great job uh, collaborating with a load of people on there costume I mean yeah, the, the costumes costume were was, pretty dope yeah it was pretty fabulous apparently all made out of vibranium I'm sure they were all made out of vibranium <laughs> phrase and then uh, production design as well and like that production design was great I wanted to go to Wakanda it felt like you yeah. know it, they've <laughs> This is a bit of a bit of a tangent. Well, not too much. There's been, uh, you know, people who've done bug reports on Wakanda to try and trick their geography teachers and convincing them. <laughs> brilliant. But there's a brilliant little video about it. But you know what? Fair play, and I can't think of a film that deserves it more. Um, the they, the costume so was well. one that particularly resonated with me. I was like, yes, it really did deserve that. Exactly, and I think. Yeah, like we say, like, the costumes were epic, the design of the whole, like, nation of Wakanda, like, it was, because those were two big things of the Black Panther character that you needed to, that sort of helped establish who he was, his world, mm. and the amount of emphasis they put on this score, because they, that it was announced way before the movie that Kendrick Lamar was going to do a whole album, and Kendrick Lamar at the moment, uh, I know you're unfamiliar with rap, is a big artist it, I, I'm, uh, like, I'm familiar with anything released after Lord 2003 <laughs> mate <laughs> then this may not be your uh, <laughs> but yeah like he's a big artist and for him to do that is great and the other big winner i'm so excited about this big spidey fan 
Into the Spider-Verse won Best Animation and, a f- like, totally deserved. Come yeah, on, let's be honest. I agree. I think, well, honestly, deserved. there was a push for it to win Best Picture. I think that... Um, Maybe not. When you look at it... Well, when you look at it compared to, like, other animation winners in the past as well, you'd probably say it's better than a few there. Like, some were saying that its competition this year wasn't as great. Some were worrying that maybe Pixar might win it because Oscars do like Pixar. But the right film won, in my opinion. Like, this was... It was taking leaps and step forward into animation and for superhero films in general. Like, it's managed to legitimate legitimize i think animation and superhero films for like yeah they can be for adults and yeah they can win awards do you know what i mean like it, it even convinced you because i remember when we first talked about this you're like uh, an animation film in cinema and a couple of weeks ago you were singing its praise still it singing wasn't its praises. quite as simply yes as it that. was i expressed yeah it i expressed was. come on I expressed suspicion, but mm. I didn't go, Ugh. Maybe not on air, but you definitely said it to me. You're like, well, that oh, was just winding animation. you up, because, you know, you're easy to wind up. Well, all, I have to st- all I have to do is say Spider-Man sucks, and you cry for a week. Yeah, but you know it's not true. And you know that you're just <laughs> a plain lion, so I- I'm okay with that. But, I mean, the thing about Spider-Verse was that it it was an incredibly good quality animation. You can, you, you can see... The, the the care that the, was taken. It's into not it. just the care. It clearly had a uh, a decent budget, and it and it showed. And beyond that, they also took some risks and did some odd, or not necessarily odd, odd animation. Yeah, unique, d- deliberately. Animation. Yeah, deliberately experimental stuff, yeah. which yeah. again paid off and really emphasised some parts of the story. It was it was an exceptional animation, and it did deserve... It was one of the closest translation art style from comics to Thingy as well, because a lot of them, like, the DC animated stuff is incredible, and a lot of them, they'll transfer the story great, and obviously a few of the images and scenes from it great. But this even, like, the errors that were... Like, printing errors that would occur in comics, they were featured in yeah. here... Um, it was obviously it, the comic art at the bottom and the little like voices in his head that's a big thing for sp- all the spider characters and yeah like that it's a pretty special pretty special film and i'm looking forward to doing a review of the um the dvd release as well because yeah. like especially we looking forward for a uh, spider ham no i'm not looking forward to loving spider it look at it <laughs> but the doesn't uh, i believe the dvd has a significant amount of extras mm-hmm. so we'll have a sit down we'll watch juicy. all of that on your copy because i know you're gonna buy it so juicy i don't need bit to of extras and we'll you do like buy a little anyway. dvd review buy it anyway no we'll do a little dvd review like a proper fund, full-on dvd review from the many many sequels they're gonna do well, there's going to be many, many sequels, and, and I'm glad. And Speaking I'm glad. of good stuff that's getting more, uh, The Umbrella Academy is officially getting its second season. Yeah, I hope the soundtrack is still as good. I was going to say, yeah, and they'll probably have more money for the soundtrack. The first season soundtrack was great. Apparently, it was only a short amount, like a bit of what they wanted, but their budget restricted them. But this time around, more money, more music. I have finished watching it now. I was about halfway through last week, and... Um, yeah, it really is very, very good, it's isn't very it? Good. I'm very glad that it's got a sequel. And it's deserved. And more soundtrack, more soundtrack. And there's, yeah, I'm excited to where they're going to go for it. Because this one was sort of based off, like, the first two volumes. Like, the second volume, less so, like, they only took little bits. And they've got two and three. Like, there's a series coming out now. The third volume's, like, coming towards the end in... Uh, 
issue form soon will be available in trade-off and speaking about a fourth Gerard Way and uh, Gabriel Bay they've got a lot of work to be doing if this uh, TV show is going to start catching up with them well, they're going to live in the world of um, <laughs> Robert Kirkman and being like wait I've not finished writing the comics stop not just stop Robert Kirkman it's um, Game of Thrones is the same oh yeah it? yeah and, uh, but I was talking more like there's comics more, there's more money in TV there, yeah. there are Game of Thrones comics Marvel did a run of Game of Thrones comics. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, uh, it was about a night set before the events of Game of Thrones, and uh, it was all right. Oh, all right. I was right. going to say if it was like adaptations of it, I might. No, it wasn't that. adaptations. It uh, was early. It was set earlier in the timeline before Baratheon was um, was the king. I mean, I'm just looking at you blank because I've not seen Game Baratheon of Thrones. was the king at the start of the show. Okay, not Peter Ding. He's not Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage has Peter, never been the Peter king. Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. That's my uh, Game of Thrones knowledge uh, all gone. But yeah, second season. Super excited for it. Um, the yeah, like we say, the end of the first season was like, yeah, I could do with more. And yeah, Netflix, definitely. Netflix have, you know. Got a we, we've lost, for it. We've, we've lost, lost some stuff off Netflix. Some, we've lost Marvel. But was, we, I wasn't going to say it, it was because it just makes me sad. We, we've lost Marvel, but we still got our comic book stuff. You know, this they do more image dark horse, and you know we've got the Miller World now, so we will get comic book stuff on there. It's always funny when DC they, Titans, yeah, and Black Lightning. Who knew there'd be good DC shows? Yeah. Uh, well, me, like if you watched them for the past couple of years, nah, you know. Nah. I watched but the first three series of Arrow and then lost my well, temper. That was your that was your mistake. Starting with Arrow, yeah. just go straight to that's. I started a few episodes. Well, was of that Arrow. my mistake? Starting at the start. Yeah. Oh well, look at me no, making a terrible the, error. Have, no, you should have gone what? straight to the Flash. Uh, Actually, I don't know. Flash is uh, very like nice. You you like at some you point, like being seedic with your world. And at, you're some just point, like, uh. at some I'm point, at some point, I'm you wouldn't like Arrow. How dark it is, and just like oh, is it everything miserable? At some point, sit me down and watch the f- I'll watch the first few episodes of Flash exactly. with you. There we go. That, that's how much that's I how care about you, Fraser. No, it's how much you care about the show. Don't try and say it's about me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, I'm joking. We were friends before <laughs> this show. <laughs> Not anymore. Oh, now we're just... Now we hate now each we're other. Just, now we're just people who talk across... We have to see each cro- other once a week. We can't stand each we other. We just have to talk across <laughs> from one another about stuff. Comics. I don't, oh. I don't no, know joke. what I'd do if you weren't in my life. Who who would I geek out with? Wow, wow. I'd probably just like sit at home and pretend I'd got a friend that I could geek out well, with. <laughs> they can make shift Fraser. Is that what he did when I was in America for the summer? <laughs> <laughs> it was a blow up doll with with floppy a hair. Spider Man one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Spider Man outfit and floppy hair. Build a bear. You could get one from there. Build a bear, Fraser. And then the voice inside could just be our intro, <laughs> but just my name is Fraser. Uh, Repeatedly. It's like, I'm group. <laughs> now, speaking of Netflix. That, uh, was, that was a definitely a tangent tornado. I apologise for that. Just to be very was. clear, I don't have a blow up doll version of Fraser. Just to make that I was, very clear. I was very hoping you were just going to say you don't have a blow up doll, but I'm not going to put that past you. <laughs> uh, no, I don't. I don't have a blow up doll. <laughs> so, speaking of Netflix, <laughs> <laughs> and interestingly enough, the Marvel cancellations, Eminem called uh, Netflix out on cancelling The Punisher. Yeah, he did. And John Burfall, the um, actor who plays Frank Castle, was like, yeah, like getting back with it. I was like, how cool is this? He's not wrong though is he no he's like 100% not wrong I just like that I don't know that I mean obviously 
celebrities are people too and they have the stuff they're into but it's kind yeah. like it makes more and more sense that Eminem would be really into the Punisher and I'm gutted that he didn't do some music for the Punisher like he did for Venom 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 well, well wasn't Eminem in Punisher at one point in the comics yeah yeah, yeah there was a bit there, yeah that, that, that's a level of celebrity where you just walk up to Marvel and say I really like yeah. Punisher can I be in it and they go yes yes you can <laughs> Eminem well they did a load of cool rap covers for the um for Marvel characters like they did a whole series of it and there's loads of like um rappers that are into Marvel I mean imagine Kendrick Lamar's more into it now because of uh, Black Panther but or he's w- just into making a lot that is also true but the Wu-Tang Clan as well like they're really into it some of them have wrote comics um Will I Am's not really a rapper but he's a musician uh Will I Am's really into comics he's wrote his own series Black Eyed Peas have had their own versions of comics I think I think they like banned have been comics so there is that connection between rap and comics so like which isn't I, one that would, n- would be you wouldn't necessarily think. Think. so if anyone calls you out uh, on comics just like yeah well all these cool rappers all these cool rappers with me. all these cool rappers you're like yeah they listen to comics now is that, they read comics right. now as well here's the thing about the Punisher Marvel had four goes at the Punisher before they got it right and they got it so right exactly. with, with, with the Netflix show that no wonder Eminem and all of his mates, me, all, all of his mates <laughs> that agree with, mate with we're Eminem. All, we're all Is mates. because you're both bald? I, I just feel like, I feel like we're mates because, <laughs> because of our of similar opinion. Of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah my, In this instance. My mate Marshall, that's Eminem and M. Um, <laughs> no, seriously though, he's, it, it, it is incredibly frustrating. As a fan of The Punisher, I love The Punisher and... I, I, I even pretended I liked the Punisher films. I liked the Punisher so much. <laughs> and they weren't good films, were they? No. I even well, pretended I liked uh, them just because I just wanted to like wanted them. I wanted them to be good. Superheroes and stuff. I didn't have to you do that you with the Netflix show. And you don't have to do it anymore. If a superhero things or comic book thing's bad now, it's like, oh yeah, it's bad. There may be another good one. It's fine. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? Well, it's like there was a time where that wasn't the case. You had to pretend everything was good. <laughs> yeah. And you were kind of lying to yourself now it's a good uh, little segue because we're talking about a long period of time and for the longest time nice bit of Billy Joel for you there oh. Hugh Jackman and Patrick Stewart have been playing um, Wolverine and Professor X for so long in fact they've got a Guinness World Record for the longest Marvel careers now I do love a good Guinness World Record book. I remember the one in my school library, and it was my go-to book when we had to read something. I'm like, I'm going to look at some weird and cool stuff, like the guy with really long nails. Um, but it's, oh, it's, it's kind of bizarre that this is a um, that this is a Guinness World Record. If I'm honest, pretty cool. Like it was cool seeing them with their little uh, placards and stuff. But what was your opinions of this? Well, Let's- 16 years is a long time. I'm, at, at no point am I am I um, saying that, that that it's not, and it's it's, it's incredible that two, it's uh, eighteen look, years. Two, is it eighteen? Yeah, yeah. Two, old enough to drink over here. Two very and watch different. The two very different actors. One who basically got his break as as an X Men yeah, actor, yeah, yeah. and one who was already established as an absolute legend of acting. Yeah, not only acting as well, but like so the sci fi community with like that Star Trek. Yeah, and exactly. Them. And I think the two of them as a combo, it's 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 really really lovely that they've both one has consolidated and the other has flourished into a career because of their uh, involvement with the X Men. 
I'm not sure it's world record worthy. <laughs> you know, there are people. It's a nice acknowledgement. There are people. Yeah, know, for example, bizarre. the people who've played The Simpsons yeah. have played those characters for significantly longer exactly. than. So oh, that's wow. that's a world record. The, is it Harry Shearer that plays yeah. that plays oh, Homer? Yeah, yeah. You know what? They might probably have. Like, I can imagine if we Google, they might have a record for it. And or... you know. I, I, we, we've established we like wrestling on this show. Someone like Vince McMahon has played the Vince McMahon character yeah. for goodness how long? His whole life. Yeah, it's exactly. Not a character. It's him. Well, <laughs> maybe that, that, that's arguable, but you know what I'm getting at. <laughs> no, Hulk, no, Hulk Hogan has played Dude. Terry Bollea has played Hulk Hogan exactly. for his entire life, and soon Chris Hemsworth will play him. Well, there but we that's go for another show. But um, <laughs> it, I'm not. I'm not downplaying 18 years yeah. as, as, as characters, but bizarre, it's a bit of a shonky ag- world record. I, ag- I agree that it's a bizarre world record. And, you know, if he agrees to come back for the MCU, if they agree to come back for the MCU, which, you know, would be totally cool if they did that, just even for a one-off cameo, then the record gets longer. Now, here's a question. So I totally agree with the whole, like, it is random that they, this is Guinness World Record? I don't want them to but, leave at all. I a, love them playing it's a those nice characters. A, it's a nice acknowledgement. Do you think anyone's going to beat it? 18 years. Well, Cause it depends on whether for, or not they sign a nice little uh, massive contract yeah. with a certain... Um, Robert Downey Robert Jr. Downey Jr. So I was going to say, <laughs> for him, that's 2026 he has to match. So that's, yeah, seven more years is Tony Stark. And considering that they've hinted a lot about his death or his life after the Avengers, don't think it... You know who it might happen to? Tom Holland, because he started off so young as Spider-Man. And there's so many stories... Of You're spa- obsessed. No, but it is true. I'm not... Ro- like, come on, I'm not wrong. Like, the the other youngest characters, like sh- the Leotia White, who plays Sherry. Mm-hmm. So she could go on. Uh, so the two of them could get a nice little placard together. Um, the girl who plays Casey Lang in Ant-Man, but she's it's looking like she's already getting replaced for an older... Um, when they move do the time jump so I am obsessed with Spider-Man yes but I'm just saying that's the one person I can see unless they do an ultimate universe and kill him really young and oh wouldn't that be sad <sighs> it would be sad it now speaking uh, Mr. Stark speaking, I don't want to go speaking of more sad things and just really uh, <laughs> disgraceful things to be honest uh, so the Venom writer uh, Donny Cates has been receiving death threats over the Venom 11 issue, and this is because, um, so it's been revealed that the symbiote had been messing with Eddie's mind and stuff like that, It um, basically saying stuff like he, his cancer wasn't as bad as it was, but the Venom symbiote was making him reliant on him. Um, just, you know, storytelling stuff, something that makes the story a bit more interesting. I mean storytelling that had already been established at the very, very beginning because the symbiote was manipulative with Peter Parker. Yeah, exactly. I, uh, that, Ex- that, that, that's exactly, exactly what you'd and expect now from just, the symbiote. So, but there's the thing is, it's coming from this, I don't want to, a horrible side of the internet where the the thing that, the basis it's sort of coming from is shippers. Now, What's as a millennial a to explain to a non-millennial. Gen Xer. A, I just, just say, don't worry, mate. Uh, <laughs> a shipper is someone who like will see two characters together you did it the other week with Young Justice you saw Bart Allen and Superboy and you thought oh and them two together it's like romanticising two characters or seeing two characters together and there's shippers for the symbiote and Eddie 
Now, I get the sort of, like, they're working together, the one sort of thing. You mean, like, fan fiction stuff? Yeah, it is, yeah, it's based off fan fiction. I didn't do that fiction. at all. I saw a panel that strongly suggested no, 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 that no, they but, were a couple. No, but, like, shipping I is... I didn't then go and no, write a hundred no, pages on the internet. Shipping is a lesser version of fan fiction. It okay. starts as a ship, and then it develops. So, like, <laughs> the three stages of fan fiction. <laughs> right. You read the book... You ship them, or like you see like uh, maybe a relationship there. Then you do ship them. You're like, oh, actually, I could see them together. And then you write the fan fiction. Some right. of us just some of us just stay at step two. Some of us stay at step one. I think I'm good some, with step some one. Some of us like me just put them. I oh, know they're just all friends, aren't they? Oh no way! <laughs> wow. But yeah, so this is where all the hates and it's it's sickening to see that this is still Pathetic. happening um death threats over a comic book come on now i love my comic books but that's but pathetic. what but what i do want to shout like um we always sort of want to do this is we talked about the love is love book you sort of like taking the positives out of a terrible situation is all the com- fellow comic book writers um just my whole twitter feed and it was great to see were backing him like yeah dan slot dan slot was like yeah replace the words venom with spidey and i received the same things and he was just giving advice on how to deal with the situation and it's saying because danny cates is doing some incredible stuff with venom they're taking him and uh, ryan stegman are taking a free issue breaks and some people were scared about that like no does this mean you're off venom but like, i don't know we're just taking free bait Free, uh, free issue break for War of the Realm so they're doing that they're setting something incredible up on uh, free comic book day with uh, the Spider-Man team up they were, they were talking about bringing back the Ultimate Universe we talked about that a few weeks ago so it's when they're doing so much good and then you get this hate right. it just sort of derails you there is an element of retcon in what he's doing with the Venom comics and I understand as a fan of stuff I've never been a fan of retcons myself like Dawn in Buffy I got very very annoyed by that I thought it was very silly but then I warmed to Dawn and they regularly press the reset button in Doctor Who which is incredibly frustrating and sometimes it's quite a it's a cheap way of getting out of a nasty situation and yeah I, I understand that retcons suck but sometimes they don't and sometimes you've got to give something a chance and Never, ever, ever send a death threat. It's, yeah. And it's like what you say. It's interesting that you mentioned the words, actually, because this is the start of a story. So it could develop that, you know, something else is at play or just like it's it's for the story they're telling. Just accept it. And if you don't want to read that, you don't have to read that issue. You can skip this story and then go on to the next one and live in the whole in your head. And you know what? If you do ship them, sometimes relationships aren't all nice. You know, someone does sometimes manipulate the other person. Well, yeah, exactly right. Well, then I guess they'd be angry because that's a bad relationship. Maybe it's, you know, relationships can start off rocky and then go- get good, I imagine. I don't really they have can, any Fraser. experience with that. You're, but you're yeah. adorable. <laughs> they can. But yeah, now we're going to keep on this negative Nelly uh, way, but with some positive uh, outcomes out of it. So, um, the Captain Marvel's teams up. So Zachary Levi, who plays Captain, Mar- who plays Shazam, who was originally called Captain Marvel in DC, and it came to the aid of fellow Captain Marvel, um, the film, the Marvel film that's coming out. Because there was a load of trolls on Rotten Tomatoes. Basically, the way Rotten Tomatoes works is there's an audience. Um, response thing you can sort of put in your audience responses once you've seen the film now that's a very important thing to say 
once you have seen the film. Oh, I saw this. Because before this, um, a load of haters were just putting in like <clears throat> terrible audience reactions, and it was getting all this negative hate. And uh, because because the, the lead's a woman, or because it's because basically that's why it was because wow. Ghostbuster, the female Ghostbusters, got the same thing, and you can say that negatively affected it. It's box office. Star Wars has had it before um, wow. because of the female lead. Um, what else? Other films, anyway, basically with female leads. But the what the haters were saying on that was they would they and there's a lot of people who do this. They'll hate on one thing because and they'll use another film as like a sort of oh this is why I hate it. So they're saying that they hate this Captain Marvel film because it's not Captain Marvel Shazam. And then Zachary Levi was like, they have no relation, it doesn't affect me. And he sort of came to the rescue and he's like, I, act- I actually support Captain Marvel, I want this to do really well. The director chipped in, so they all chipped in. And it- that was the nice part of this situation was like, you know, people actually sticking together and class up by Zachary Levi. And you know what, I'm excited for both films. Me too. Well, more and, so Captain Marvel and something, than Shazam. And something really cool came out of this. Rotten Tomatoes have now, I mean, it's probably been a long time coming, have made it that you can't submit an audience report until the film's come out of wide release. Yeah, that just makes Cr- perfect sense. Yeah, critics, that wasn't critics, the case. critics obviously can do it beforehand because some people get to do, see screenings before, um, yes. so that's why they had it in there, but it, th- if this stuff keeps kept happening, it was like... And it's clear it. that people were abusing their the, the trust that they put that if you'd seen like a, a test screening exactly oh did you know some people They're their life the worst kind of people but i'm glad there's good people out there just to set them straight basically yeah and now a nice bit of captain marvel news is apparently it's going to start with a nice stanley tribute which i'm very excited about and there was a nice uh, tribute to stanley who's in the memorial for um in the oscars and I thought that was a nice, classy touch, and yeah. Just well, I think it's important. It's the first film release since Stanley, Stan, since Stanley died, and um, I hope it fits. I don't care if it doesn't, because it's more important that it's there than and, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, one, yeah, one hundred percent. I don't care. I don't care. Just, just. Just give me some Stanley love. I was going to say he the, deserves it. The tributes that and have been, we deserve it tri- as fans. Yeah, the tributes that have been on there so far, for like the Spider-Man game, Into the Spider-Verse, and all the other ones. I think Wreck-It Ralph might have had one as well. And in the comments, of course, the tributes. Oh, and TV show like Punisher. Sorry, I'm digressing. But all the tributes that we've seen so far have been nice. So it'd be nice to see the first one in the MCU. Now, I was going to use the Captain Marvel's team up to switch over to DC news, but we're doing that now. <laughs> so. <laughs> Aquaman 2 has been greenlit for 2022 release. That's a way away. It is, it is. Well, yeah, three years. We've got that spin-off. We've got that spin-off. We've got The Trench. You know, we've got some other ones. We've got that um, Birds of Prey film. So it's cool that it's happening. Oh, we've got The Batman and The Suicide Squad. I'm surprised this isn't just going to be called The Aquaman. (laughs) Are they really doing that? Yeah. Wow. A lot of theirs. Oh, DC. The, um, oh, what's the guy in the Facebook film? Justin Timberlake's character in the Facebook film will be livid. Oh, Napster guy. Yeah, yeah. Drop the the. (laughs) The the were a good band in the 90s. The the. There was a band called the the. There was. They were called the the. Brilliant. We've got a Superboy who's been casted in Titans. It's called Josh, his name is Joshua Orpin. 
Sorry if I've said that wrong. I looked him up. He's not been in much. A relatively unknown, which is pretty cool. Sort of like what they've been going with the rest of the cast uh, from Australia. And Australians and New Zealand's and the UK actors have been... We've been taking those American jobs. Good. Because we're better actors. No, I'm joking. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. No, just I think they, like a lot of American casting agencies, are, I think we... Um, the UK do a lot of Shakespeare and acting and a lot of acting acting and mm. a lot of Americans just seem to be like yeah I'm hot so cast me please now that's yeah, not all American acting. he's got the right look but I've not seen anything he's been in so yeah. fingers crossed he's, I was uh, excited. he's got the acting skills I was so excited at the end of Titans when they were like went into the mystery thing and I was like oh this is where Superboy is and I was like no no and then we saw Crypto the Dog and I was like yeah pooch this is gonna be awesome who are they going to cast for the dog, though? That's my question. <laughs> Probably the dog they used. Unless, you know, he's turned into a total diva. He's been like, yeah, I've been on Netflix, though. Bark, bark, that. Unless they cast... Oh, what's his name? The guy in Pitch Black who plays Groot. Who? Oh, Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. I want Vin, Vin Diesel, Diesel to be to the, play dog. the dog. Well, bark. he's played Groot, so he might as well play the dog. Bark. Woof. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, get, get, get Vin Diesel to play the dog. That'd be I'm sure he'd be well down for it. Proper nerd him. Proper geek. He is. Now, here's a bit of bad news. DC, we talk about comics and their backlash. Uh, DC cancels the second coming uh, after backlash from like religious groups and stuff like that. Um, the second coming basically is Jesus comes down to earth. Like in the second coming, you know, you've heard probably from the Bible. I don't really know the Bible that well, but I imagine that's a thing. And a superhero basically just sort of teams up with him and shows him the world. We were going to put this on Polo Pass. Um... It seems like DC have had to pass it all together, so we can't read this anymore. Well, well future issues. But. Well, as a humanist, I see stuff like this all the time, and I'm going to try my best to not contain. to rage. <laughs> There's a lot of problem with religion thinking that it's more important than anything else, and people using their religion to get on their high horse and no one had actually read this book before they started to protest about it which is the word that's just pathetic how can you possibly know whether or not this book is done tastefully or badly yeah exactly without reading the damned book yeah for all you know they might like um because a big one is um the kevin smith film dogma and obviously that's a bit of a satire on um, Christianity and stuff like that. But he's a Christian himself. Oh, is it Catholic? One of the two. Catholics are oh, Christians. Catholics. Well, well, then there you go then. The C's. But he's one of them. He's a God person. And he, you know, so he did it. So it could, like the writer, I obviously haven't researched this and to see if he is but a Christian it, or a Catholic. <laughs> but, you know what I mean? It's a, it's a story. And it's at the typical. end of the day, the Bible is a story. Whether it's true or not is, uh, you know... But let's not speculate on that. We all know my opinion on that. But it's typical self-righteousness by religious people. Oh, yeah. 100%. And the, the, the thing that got me is, well, you wouldn't have done it with Muhammad or Buddha. Well, why couldn't they have done it yeah, with... <laughs> perhaps not Muhammad, after all that stuff with the, um, with the cartoons. And, yeah, um, yeah. And they, the, what was that, French... The French Company. Oh, um, Le Sweet Charlie or something. Yeah, uh, Je Charlie. Suis Charlie and all that. But it, I just think that's a weak, weak argument. Yeah. Well, you won't pick on the other religions. You're picking on us. We're not picking... The, Nobody's the, it's picking like they're not on picking anybody. On you. And the thing is, 
is like they're not doing it because of reactions like this. It just stop like if people stop reacting like that and just accept the story. Like South Park did a episode on it, didn't they? With yeah, the, the um, super the super religious friends or whatever it was. Yeah. Oh, they did that and they did the whole thing of like you can't show Muhammad and stuff like that, and then they did, and the world was like chaos. Mm. And it's just. I don't know. I feel like everyone's entitled to their own opinion, obviously, in their own religion. But yeah, just, you are. Just but also, people are entitled to, you know, express the what they want to in stories and stuff exactly. like that. And as long as they're like, you know what I mean? Like, Jesus wasn't, you know, I don't know, teabagging a nun or something. Or, you know what I mean? Going, hey, spring break. He was literally learning from a superhero who is a good guy. It's not like he had Jesus against the... Uh. Yeah, it's it's it's... Incredibly frustrating. I, I actually think it could have been quite a fun book. And yeah, I, exactly. I think That's the people who raved about it might have actually enjoyed it. Yeah, exactly. And it's, you know, it's a recent reboot. It could be a reboot from the uh, <laughs> from the Bible. Get a, a Bible reboot. Bible reboot. Now, if they did the Bible in comic form. They have done the Bible in comic form. Really? Yes. Brilliant. I've seen it. Brilliant. The art's really good, actually. <laughs> Should be, you know. You know, uh, the 16th chapel and all that stuff yeah. we've got there. Sixteen, <laughs> not sixteen. Uh, I don't know religion clearly. <laughs> this is not my area of expertise. Wow. Uh, what is my area of expertise is superheroes and, yes. <laughs> and their comics. So Matt Fraction from Sex Criminals fame also did a great run on Hawkeye. And Greg Rucker will be writing Superman spin-offs, um, which will be Jimmy Olsen and Lois Lane, which seem like bizarre spin-offs. But with these writers at the helm of them, 100% down with this. I, I could get... Uh, I don't know, these. I mean, they're, they're, they're well-established and well-fleshed-out characters. They're not, yeah. you know, they're not spectacular, they're not super-powered, but they're definitely interesting characters that have got a very rich history. I, whether or not they'll sell, I think I, I think they're going to be really good quality and sell terribly, Yeah, is, that's is, gonna, is, that's is my, the is my which, prediction. Which is why I think they've got the these writers on them, because it's like the big names. Yeah. It's a spin-off from um, the current run, uh, Bendis' current run as well. Are they um, ongoing, or are they sh- limited run? At the moment, I think I think it'd be like a, a limited run, or just be, it'll be one, and then they'll see how it picks up and I stuff I think as like a that. limited run, it could do well. Yeah. Um, perhaps as an ongoing, that that's very brave. Yeah, the long term. Yeah, the, you suffer with long term books. Like I know Blue Beetle as well. Um, there's been a couple. Of, the rebirth books that have been cancelled have been those characters who haven't typically got their own series before, and maybe if you know, like a twelve issue run for some thirteen issues is quite good. Yeah, yeah. Six issues, you know, um, that's sort of like your first hurdle. Is like your trade, like that's your first trade, and if you sort of stop there, you sort of been like. It might have been because you're like no one was buying your book, or it might just be like oh, we run out of stories. But yeah, I could see it. I'd definitely if they pop up, we'll throw them on pull or pass. I'm down for that. Yeah, I reckon so. I'd like to read that. Now these two are very fickle uh, comic book stories, but there has been <laughs> Bluntman and Chronic Comics, and there is a Jay and Silent Bob secret stash comic book store. So we're going to talk about it. Really, <laughs> Jay and Silent Bob reboot has started filming. Kevin Smith actually released a video um, earlier this week. Well, later on this week actually. Um, with a little behind the scenes and they were talking about like a tech day they do and how he used to hate tech days but now that he's an older filmmaker and it took a while for this reboot to get started and he nearly died that he's starting to appreciate the small things like the tech days and stuff like that and it was it was nice it's sort of he's bringing all his friends back together sort of similar to how um, 
Captain Burton did with Big Fish. And he even put on like Twitter, he was like, oh yeah, it's like the MCU, but with less money. <laughs> the viewer skewerverse and sort of like, it's another addition to that. Um, we talked about Kevin Smith, obviously, the, the last couple of weeks with How the Duck. And he's just going into that crazy where it's like, I can make what I want. We do love it. Kevin Smith on this show. Of course we do. So, yeah, so, shoot, sounds good. More Jay and Silent Bob. Woo. Exactly. Hilarious. I hope there's more. I hope they, like, bring out new comics for it as well. I just got preludes and just make fun of what preludes are. Yeah. That might be a suggestion. A suggestion might have to f- float his way on Twitter. But, yeah, I'm 100% down for this. Um, that would be really funny if they do, like, prequels, but they don't make themselves up and they're just old. And they do, like, a prequel <laughs> where they look older than the originals. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. would be beautifully peculiar. And just like that and the last bit of news if you were listening around christmas time you know <laughs> that in 1996 uh. october to be specific dc release <laughs> comic books based off the cult classic space jam uh. space jam 2 with Le- lebron james has got a release date for the 16th of july 2021 so if this show's still running expect a load of space jam remixes then i want <laughs> Michael Jordan to be in it. I know LeBron James is like the famousest basketball player now, but I want Michael Jordan back in it. I want at least a cameo. I think there was rumours that he'll do a cameo, and I can can imagine he would do it. Like, what else is he doing? Uh, Motivational speaking, probably. Isn't that what everyone does after sports? Running scams and stuff like that. There's an interesting um, story behind why he went into basketball. He was a big gambler and loads of got into loads of trouble but that's for a sports radio show and we're yes. a comic book radio show we are and that's the news for this week all done we want to know though your geeky thoughts so you can send them over on our facebook discussion group our twitter you can comment below on youtube you can f- throw a pigeon our way get an Don't from throw a pigeon that's me kindly ask a pigeon to send us a message yeah there's loads of pigeons around Manchester. I'm sure one of them will find us. Yeah. And Mark's favourite site, Tumblr. Tumblr. I'm not sure how you send us a message on that. Tumblr's sort of just been our way of just, here is everything we do. You can click on one of these with what you want to watch. Tumblr. Or listen to. It's theme. This is Polo Pass, the section of the show. He does it live every week. Every week, live. Every every week I do it. It's perfect. It's All the times. You know that time when I was struggling with it? It's sort of like that Mark and I thing. Yeah, nah, yeah. Things of the past. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> this is Polo Pass. Where we take a look at typically free comic books, sometimes more, sometimes we go crazy with it, but it's usually... We stick with a minimum of at least three comic books each week, and we say whether we're going to pull on them or pass on them. And if you're a bit confused at the terminology there, don't worry, we've got your back. So when you go into a local comic book store and you pick up an issue of uh, something, let's say, for example, you've been binge-watching Umbrella Academy, so you pick up an Umbrella Academy book. I probably used this analogy last week as well. Probably did. <laughs> don't matter. You pick up, it could be a one, two, three, four, five, whatever. You pick up, you pop it on the desk... Uh, the clerk behind the desk will typically ask, do you want to add this to your pull? And you just blindly say yes, because that's what people sort of do at the desk. I know I do that. Got Not everybody lot. does that. So I'm just speaking from experience, just because I know I've got a load of cards that I do not need, just because I can't say no to someone behind a desk. But you say yes, and Particularly if she's pretty. St- don't even need to be a person. <laughs> Self-checkout. Do you need a bag? Uh, I know you're a robot and I can say no to you, but it's... I'm joking, of course. I can He's say, not. I can say no to robots. 
He's not. <laughs> where, where, we've tangented. Where were we going with this? Yeah. So when you get they'll uh, put it back. And whenever an, another Umbrella Academy book comes out or whatever else you um, pay for, they'll put it behind the desk for you. And it's like a sort of subscription sort of service, but less intense, less. We need your money every week. Direct debits, all that jargon, all that scary stuff. It's just sort of more casual. You can come in every Wednesday when new comic books come out, and they'll be like, oh, here's your pull. You might not have anything on. You might have a load on. Um, or you can come in, like, once a month, payday. It's all sort of chilled out. You can take stuff off your pull. You can, if you see something, it's important that we note this because we need to start doing this. <laughs> we figured last week. You can see that something's going to be out in a couple of weeks' time and add it to your pull. So then that you way can. you know you're going to have an issue of it and not not miss out and have to do it and a week later. we didn't do that last week. No, we did not do that last week. So this is sort of our redemption pull or pass because we've got two books from last week that we did not put on our pull soon enough so we didn't get to get but this time around we got and an issue two that um, when the first issue came out there was something else out by Marvel so we covered that but we knew we wanted to um, we knew we wanted to cover this book and that's the book we're going to start off with it was Daredevil 2 we did one and two we did a double bill uh, Daredevil 2 was out this week uh, obviously they didn't release two then one uh, by Chip Zdarsky now I was very much looking forward to this on our review of the look forward even for the year I put this book up there just because I've been loving the stuff Chip Zdarsky's been doing recently How the Duck um, Spectacular Spider-Man Marvel 2-in-1 Jughead and recently for trade-off Red um, it's coming in the near future don't worry guys Sex Criminals really enjoyed that as well and Chip Zdarsky man what a dude but what did you think as a very advocate uh, of Daredevil. Did he use that word? Right? I, I, I loved the Frank Miller run, and I, I think that's con- still considered the best Daredevil run. Oh, yeah. And I've, I've always... Daredevil's always been an absolute favourite of mine. And this was outstanding. Epic. Absolutely oh outstanding comic books. Fan. It was fantastic. Just, like, the... The story and the art complemented each other so well. Like, I loved when, obviously, um, if you know Daredevil, of course you do, Netflix series. He's blind, but he's got these, like, sewn powers so he can see. And they use the art to illustrate that and they oh, ch- they change so back and forth. like they would repeat a scene oh, and just show it from daredevil's so perspective good. and it was gorgeous and the story as well because it's again it's that typical story of you know matt murdoch having to go against kingpin but kingpin this time around is the mayor he's got the police on him daredevil and he's also not He's also innocent. He's not that... Yeah, he's not evil he's this not, time around. Well, he's not... We don't know that yet, but exactly. he hasn't done any evil so far. So far. Because someone's... Um, there's There's been a murder. There uh, where, where In a Daredevil fight scene, uh, when he was clearing up some criminals, one of the criminals he's cleared up has been... Um, died a few moments into the hospital, and now people are sort of looking at Daredevil in a different way. They're seeing him as a murderer, but like, you know, Daredevil's having that conflict of like... I couldn't have done it. I know where exactly to hit. So he's trying to work out who he's would have fra- framed. Who would have framed him? And Foggy Nelson's in there to try and be like, "Oh no, you should claim your innocence." He's like, "Foggy, step aside. I know what I'm doing here." The, this this book this this book that the the artwork, the story, the the understanding of the character. Yeah, what it's just 
Sublime. And I think it is that understanding of the character because it's if you're missing Daredevil from the Netflix stuff, they harken into that, and obviously the Frank Miller and all the classic Daredevil. Um, I, I just feel st- things of like the relationship with the church because they do a mini origin, yeah, exactly. mini origin in here. They show like his relationship with his dad, like a flashback. Yeah, and. Um, they do, yeah, like, just his relationship with the church and how, like, of confession, and there's this part where he's, um, where he's younger, and he steal, like, it's, he goes, oh, I heard you were breaking and entering, and it's like, oh, they're making him a criminal here, but then it was the whole, um, it was a whole, he was saving a friend's, a friend, um, one of his childhood friends got his cards robbed or something, and he was taking it back from the, so it's sort of like, you know, the vigilante, even from a young age, and that was a yeah. nice, that was a nice That was touch. lovely. And um, it's the right. Here's the thing. I just feel that it's it's perfect. It's a perfect kind of nod and apology for the Netflix show being cancelled. Yeah, it's yeah. got the exact vibe without being too earnest about it, without yeah, being yeah. too try hard. It's just hit it perfectly and i always try i always try and find a if i think something's fabulous i try and find a negative i think something's awful i try and find a positive i just there was there wasn't a frame of this book that wasn't fantastic there was i i I read it again to try and find (laughs) something to criticize i'm glad you could have and i just (laughs) i just couldn't and I think that even all the other stuff that I have raved over without ascend, ignoring Descender, I'm <laughs> sure I could find something bad to say about it. But this book was exceptional. Oh, that's good. Oh, wow. Sweet relief. Sweet relief. I will admit. There are you t- you there just are... sit there all giddy about everything, whereas I at least not try every, and no, balance. Not everything. There's stuff that I don't like. I just like to see the positives in the world, and someone likes to try and find negatives. No, that's but, not and it's how very... I do it. I try and find a balance, Fraser. Mm, okay, Thanos. I feel like it's going to be a Thanos, a Thanos kind of balance I've, I've where been, it's I've bad. I've been called worse. <laughs> where it's a bad kind of balance. So I take it you're going to pass on this because you can't find any negatives. So I haven't can't, finished. You I can't, can't find I still joy. want to talk about this book. I love how this is one of the, you know, he's one of the most famous characters in the Marvel Universe. And he has a bad day and he fails. And that's that's beautiful. Everyone, oh my everyone goodness, can have yeah. a bad day and make a mistake and end up paying for it. It's a mistake you shouldn't have made. And I, brilliant. I love the I love the new character, Cole North, the cop. Yeah. He's he's not he's an antagonist so, that isn't a bad guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's just on that cliffhanger. It's oh, I love this book. See, the thing that I do like about that um Oh, what was it you mentioned before, Cole North? See, this is what happens when I lose track. You said something about that literally the listeners are shouting at me what you just said. Retrace your steps. What, that it was exceptional or that... um, No, the actual, like, story point. I've literally just forgotten it. The the, the, the cop or the... the anything? Oh, anybody can have a bad day Right, that was it, yeah. So he go like, they touched upon this at the end of uh, the Netflix series where he was just getting beaten and beaten and beaten. And in this, he gets beaten by three regular dudes and at some points he can't tell that it's three dudes. And he goes through, like, I've fought in ninjas, I've fought in, like, Ultron and all these great things and I can't... And it is that whole bad day and it's like... 
It, Daredevil's the most what like one of the most human characters there because yeah yeah you can say he's got a superpower but that comes from a weak like a vulnerability not a weakness it comes from a vulnerability it comes from a disability and yeah what an but everybody has character. a bad day at the office you know yeah, exactly. I, I, I I for example I've been a ring announcer for nine years. But then I can get in the ring and forget where someone's from. Blubber. Uh, yeah, and I can flubber. Or you, you can just be, you can be a computer programmer who puts an N when you should have put an F, yeah, exactly. and the program doesn't work. And you should never, ever have put that N where you should have put an F. I don't know anything yeah, about programming. You can, you can be but, two radio hosts. We were very sleep-deprived. Yeah, Maybe we, yeah listening back to last week's show, we, were, um, we weren't on our best. But anybody can have a bad day at the office, whatever your office is. If it's fighting thugs, if it's ring announcing if it's yeah being spider-man if it's being spider-man it's just <laughs> oh just this book just beautiful the most pulliest pull of, of all the pulls, the pulls. <laughs> yeah no 100 percent. i'm just so happy that we're both happy with this book it's a pull all round, guys it is now the next book we're going to talk about was one of the two we wanted to talk about last week but didn't get to but we've come back around redemption i'm telling you this whole pull-up ass. And that is... Which one should we do? We're going to do High Level by DC before Vertigo we, Line. Before we talk about High Level and Anthem, I just want to shout out to Infinity Comics in Blackpool, who oh. were lovely. We managed to fail on getting High Level and Anthem, and um, I was on holiday in Blackpool, and so I was like, ooh, there's a comic shop. North. And they're cool, they're super friendly, and um, they helped me out, and... They put up a poster for our show, so we, we like Go them. we like Infinity Comics here, like guys. and um, yeah, I got my copies of High Level and Anthem from them. Yes, so High Level. Yes, what did you think of the book? I really like sci-fi, and that I've never <laughs> I've never hidden that. And this was some good dystopic cyberpunk. Oh yeah, little bit tropey. But I quite like tropey. That's what I mean. When I saw this book, because I was like, I was like, oh, I'm gonna get a DC book for this, and obviously it's Vertigo. So it's, I love Vertigo. And we, and we said last week that there was like not like nine DC books, six more if you include like the Vertigo line and stuff like that. So we were very slim for choice. But then I saw this and went, oh, I know Mark's gonna like this, like the sci the sci fi element. And then I, and I saw Vertigo and I was like, oh, I thought it was gonna be another DC like just DC books he liked. But I was like, nah, it's, it's no, it's, it's all about the Vertigo for me. I, 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 I again, I. I'm no, I'm not shy about saying that majority of the time DC don't hit it with me. Uh, Wonder Twins last week that was an exception, but all the Vertigo stuff I tend to like. Yeah, and this was great. It was a very vivid sci-fi world, yet there was still an element of mystery to it, which I liked. The art was fabulous, and yeah, I'd, I want to see some more. This is definitely a pull. Well, you talk about what you thought first before I tell you whether or not I'm pulling Oh, keeping, trying to hide your cards. I mean... <laughs> I don't think I did very well. <laughs> no, he didn't My, my poker well. face sucks. Was, poker face was pretty poor. No, I just want to reiterate your thoughts exactly, really. The sci-fi, the sci-fi was great. Um, I liked the world they established, and mm. um, yeah, I want to see this higher level. I did like that sort of the hint of... Now, we talked about it in the news, sort of like, you know, the religion sort of aspect of like the higher level, but there's sort of like yeah. that the hierarchy that they've established here and that, that someone's come from there and they want to figure out more and it's like oh, I kind of want to know a bit more about this higher level too <laughs> 
and like where with the character where with the characters were following it's like oh they're learning about the higher level too aren't they well wow, like, i have wow. a feeling there's going to be some kind of soylent green level of um nasty nasty reveal yeah about high level yeah and it's not so nice like that, that you think yeah that's what i'm that, that's what we're reckoning for i reckon yeah reckoning it's for? um it it's pretty cool it's nice. pretty cool. Do you feel that since we've started doing this show that my taste is rubbing off on you? Because I'm, I do feel a little bit that yours is rubbing off on <laughs> well, me. Well, considering you said you're like Wonder Twins, the other book you put, the other DC book you put was Young Justice. Sort of like you're, hmm, <laughs> maybe so. Yeah. <laughs> but also, yes. And the good thing with the show is we're reading more books, mm-hmm. um, which I really enjoyed, and I'll sort of use that as our segue for the next one. But first. Pull or pass? That was a pull. That was definitely a pull. Definitely a pull for me as well. Now, for my segue, when we were reading this last book, it was very cool to see because it's from Dark Horse. Uh, flicking through it, all the adverts were like, oh, we read that book. Oh, we read that book for Paul Pass. We read that yeah, book for Paul Pass. Yeah, there's quite so a few books. Or we were like, we're reading that for yeah. Paul Pass. So it was a nice little nice nod. I mean, well. there's a lot of that in Marvel and DC, but that's to be expected because we could But you're reading significantly more indies than you ever one. did, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. my indies were limited to uh, Invincible, Invincible, and uh, yeah, Invincible. <laughs> Good. And if Marvel did a book under IDW or <laughs> something like Yeah. Sneaked one in there. Yeah, the last books we talked about, what we're going to talk about is Anthem by Dark Horse, and it's based off a video game I'm getting. Which I didn't know until after I'd read the book, and I'm kind of glad, because I think I'd have gone in with a little bit more cynicism had I known it was a video game cash-in. Oh, okay. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that you didn't know. No, I didn't. Because whenever I typed in hashtag Anthem on Twitter... There you go. It was like the video game. The, vi- the um, yeah. comic came out the same time as the video game. I was like, oh, okay, that's pretty cool. And then I thought this was another... Because we did StarCraft Shol- Soldiers. Uh, we did. Soldiers is a big word for me to say. Which I'm I did know was... Ob- obviously, so, I knew. Because so I, I played was, StarCraft. Yeah, I thought that was your go-to. Because I was sort of like... I really enjoyed the story, but I was a bit taken away by the fact of the video game, just as I was like, I don't really... Because uh, I think sometimes with those um, spin-offs, it happens with like when they do TV comics and comics from TVs and comics from films and other medias. Mm. Basically, when they do a spin-off, there is that sort of reliance or hope that you know a bit about the world. So I was a bit worried about that. But the two main characters whose journey we follow helped me just forget about that because at the beginning I was very much like that was oh, something I'm not I was going to say this. Yeah. I didn't know it was a video game and that didn't impact on it and I'm, I'm glad that I didn't know it was a video game because I might have gone in expecting well this is going to be rubbish I'm not going to know the world but they, yeah. they established it very well and it was it was it was a perfect standalone without the video game which I yeah, think exactly. is it's important. important. It's an yeah. achievement, to be honest with you, because I have no intention of buying the video game. I know, yeah, yeah. Well, that was, yeah, that was it for me as well. Like, um, like I say, I'm interested. I'm interested in these two characters' story. So, mm. is it? I probably would pull, but then it's it's one of them. I would see it going. I wouldn't see me continuing with the pull if it gets to video. You know, based off the video. Well, game. It, it wasn't. 
what I'd expect it. It was it was it was less about being sci-fi and action, yeah. and it was more about snapshots of family and friendship, which yeah. I really really loved. That's my kind of vibe. That families and friendship. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I, I thought it was done really well, really tastefully, and it was done so well that the the ending was. A perfectly acceptable ending. Yeah, which is one of those things as well. Like, I'm happy reading this as a one-off. I might have to wait a bit and then find out to see. Maybe ask someone else who's reading it. I know someone on what, uh, a couple of people when we put the polls out last week because we were going to do it last week. Yeah, did put that they were going to pull it. So I might ask their opinions um, with the later issues whether or not it does get video like very based off the video games or if it is the focus on these two characters like you say the friends and the friendship then I probably would pull um, because I have been burnt in the past by starting to put something on my pull because of one thing I like and then they stop doing that one thing I like mm-hmm. um, sometimes it does work out though like I pulled a book because there was two Spider-Men in them then they froze but then I got to read uh, Avengers No Surrender and was very happy about that so we'll have to see where we go with it but what about you this book, this book, I really enjoyed, but the ending was such a complete ending yeah. that I don't feel the need to carry on. That I need to carry on. It yeah. was, it was a great little book, a great little story, and it was all completely. It was, it, it came to a an ending that I liked, and it was lovely. Yeah, I really loved it, but. I don't feel like I need any more, so despite the fact it was brilliant, this one's a pass. Yeah, I know, and it's it's hard sometimes, isn't it? Because when, when you say you're going to pass on something, you feel like you're saying something negative about the book, but this issue was was great. Um, definitely recommend it, and if you're into the video game, 100% recommend it, and I imagine you probably already got it. Mm. Um, but like we say, always say, we're interested to know about you, fellow geeks. What were your opinions on these books? Um, have you already put Daredevil on your pull? Have you already put these on your pull? Because, you know, uh, they're a bit backdated. Um, are you continuing to read Daredevil? Was something else on your pull this week? You um, must be crazy if you're not reading Daredevil. I know, yeah. If you're not, get on it. Um, <laughs> in all seriousness, 20 shows in, this is that is my pulliest pull. Pull is the best. And I suspect that that will remain until we read Ascender. Yeah. We could we should do like a we could do a reflective show where it's like we pick our best ones in. My memory's terrible, so I'll probably do what uh whatever book we did last this week. This is why I have <laughs> a book of notes, Fraser. <laughs> oh. I thought you just had a great memory. No. I've been lying to you this whole time. No. But yeah, like my short term <laughs> memory's terrible and my short term memory's also terrible. <laughs> wow. Uh, Wow. Dad jokes. Dad now, with jokes. That, <laughs> with that, yeah, like we say, Facebook group, Twitter, Mark's favourite website, Tumblr, <laughs> <laughs> and the YouTube comment sections below. Shoot a message our way. Let us know your thoughts and what you pulled, what you passed, and other geeky thoughts, basically. It's trade off. We don't know. Where we're getting our comics from? We established this it's last not the week. Loft. We established this last week. I've got a bookcase, like any you've normal book, person. You've got, got a bookcase. Book I go here, there, and everywhere, and it's my—it's like my book to give to you this week. So uh, okay. I don't know where I got this from. Get, get your comics from the floor. Get, get your comics from somewhere. From underneath it, a pair of some, pants. Somewhere in the Summers household. <laughs> some somewhere underneath a pair of pants. 
And underneath, and underneath a, a Spider-Man e- costume. A half-eaten cheese sandwich and a Spider-Man costume. <laughs> wow, big insight. <laughs> I'm not wrong, though, am I? Well, there won't, probably won't be a cheese sandwich. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. What do you, what do you veggies eat? A hummus no, sandwich? No, no, I would have eaten all the food. <laughs> Maybe some crumbs, a bit of peanut butter. <laughs> but yeah, this is trade-off. <laughs> Sorry. Mark and I have... I was going to say very different opinions, but the sort of melding now is slowly we, melding we into a, a very unique one. We started off with very different opinions. Yeah. I was a childhood friendly, innocence, Archie, uh, Marvel, DC, IDW. I'm sort of getting more and more converted. And anything more bleak converted. over here. And then bleaky over here. Uh, Mark likes his sci-fi, likes his horror. I've still not touched into... Ho- we've we've done horror books I'm still it's not a choice that I do I horror I love horror books it's usually because of trade off I don't yeah. go out my way for horror we will say sci-fi yeah. I'm down for like I've always been down for sci-fi um, but yeah so we have two different we used to have two different opinions we still do <laughs> we most still of, most, do most of the time you tell most me off for being a negative Nancy well yeah now it's just different uh, did I things. just hate crime myself <laughs> well maybe uh, but this time around uh, so what, yeah so what we do is um, we give each other a trade Usually something that the other person wouldn't read, or something the person was thinking about reading, mm. but then the other person like, was like, finally read it. Yeah. Now, um, we're starting off March. Um, for the rest of the trade-offs, we're going to do a, like, it's Women's Month, so we're going to do that. But for Women's this, History Month. Women's History Month. Women's History Month. Yeah. Um, but for this first um, March one, we've been talking a lot recently about crossovers, Um the main crossover being Batman and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because they're getting a new animated film. It's a bit for one of the big first crossovers in animation film, and they're doing they're completing the trilogy in the um, in comics coming up. Now we don't have Batman Ninja Turtles here. We have something a bit more kooky, a bit even still in the nineties, a bit more lighthearted. Um, we've got Justice League versus Power Rangers. <laughs> we'll admit. Love Power Rangers, grew up, 90s kid, absolutely love Power Rangers and love seeing them interact with the Justice League. But my thoughts are not the big ones that hit here. It's all about Mark's thoughts. And this may be the first trade that I gave Mark that he might not like. <laughs> it's unfortunate that you can't see my face because the eye it's all in the eyes. I just gave him a... Let's go with a glare. <laughs> I did watch the Power Rangers, but I was just that little bit too old for it. I kind of like dabbled into it, yeah. but it was it was too childish for me, really, when it first started being broadcast over here. So it was always going to be a tough. Which sell. is yeah, I thought it was going to be a bit of a. Um, like I said in the previous section, I don't want to be just purely on one side. Everything's fabulous or everything's terrible. But I really, really struggled with this book. I'm more of a Marvel guy than a DC guy in the first place. The Power Rangers never truly resonated with me. And I I felt... I did expect this, but I felt like obviously the story was forced. It was, we have our shameless cash in here. Let's find a vaguely... A vaguely... a vague story that makes sense to get them together and let's make some money. That's how it felt to me. And I just... Nothing wrong with the shameless cashing, and I'm sure that fans of it enjoyed it, but I genuinely don't feel like this was a very good quality book. 
Do you want me to be brutally honest with you? Go on. So, the reason I put this on trade-off was because I can't... I knew this was not up your, like up your street. Definitely, like like you say, you're a bit too old for the TV show The Power Rangers. You're not really into DC um, as much as like Marvel and Image. Maybe if it was Avengers versus Power Rangers, I yeah. might have got on with it a there's little a, bit better. There's an Avengers Transformers one that we might do, <sighs> but I will paint. Right. I will admit this was 100% so I could talk about this book on air because I absolutely love it. Oh, like a, seriously? <laughs> it's inane? It's, it's, oh. The reason I love it though is the Power Rangers was always, like it was a kid show, it was always that cheesy sort of fun. It's why I like the recent Power Rangers film and I always took it as a bit of cheese. You I know quite I mean? like the recent it's, Power Rangers film to be honest with you. That, like, was, that was fine. Yeah, it's like, um, you know, oh, in, Spider-Man, great, it was in Spider-Man 3 when um, the, the woman asks Harry Osborn how's the pie? And he goes, mmm, great. And it's just that sort of smug. That's always my thoughts about Spider-Man 3. It's awful, but mmm, I do love it. It's terrible, but I do love it. Like, this is so cheesy, but I absolutely adore the Power Rangers. And I liked that... So, the Power Rangers TV series, there's been loads of different versions of it. And they have, in the past, been able to transfer to different dimensions. So it's not a total cash it like for story that has been you know it's been um, alluded to in the past and it's been used in the past but obviously as a fan of the Power Rangers you wouldn't know that so that's like it's fair that you saw it that way and to be honest if you, yeah if you didn't know about that you, you would so that's a fair um, it's a fair point well made um, but so I didn't see it as that far off what I did love was their interactions with Batman because the art style of this is very much it's not the gritty uh, Justice League it's in the like poppy sort of like Power Rangers world so you've seen them yeah. all like that and it works for characters like Superman and the Flash obviously because they're like that but then when you see Batman he just looks so miserable and it's perfect his interactions with the Power Rangers because the Power Rangers obviously teenagers with attitude but they're like they're not really got attitude they're just like cheesy teenagers and just Batman's just like they, their characters don't have depth either not trusting anyone oh they do nah. like in the book in the books they do and in the stu- like thingy they do they're, um, they didn't in this they're w- well that's because it's a crossover and you've got to have t- you, like you can't have time to uh, <laughs> to fully develop it but the the characters in the comics don't worry if you are a fan of Power Rangers they do get depth in the comics right well, it, to- right but what I will say is, I ju- yeah, I just loved the interactions and I liked how Batman slowly warmed more and more to them. And then at the end, it was a nice, happy team up. It was a bit, it was like a bit, of t- just a bit of cheese for your, uh, that's exactly warm your soul. And the, right, the, and you're not a fan of cheese. Some would, the, some might say you're lactose intolerant. The bat, <laughs> the Batman thing did work nicely. I will give you that. But it's such a cliche to have grumpy Batman. It, it, it's, it's nothing... I wouldn't say a cliche. I would it's say, a massive cliche. No, I'd say it's a character trait, because he's always grumpy, like... Um, we're yeah, gonna but do, there's, better, we're gonna, there's better ways of making we're, we're him gonna, grumpy than just a grumpy old man with gonna, a bunch of kids. We're going to do a Supergirl book this month, and he's grumpy in that, and he's like... Sh- like um, the stuff that they use a similar um, sort of Batman trait in this that they, will in, that they do in that, um, and it's been done... What was I reading recently that Batman did it in? Batman does it a lot anyway. Like yeah. he's, he's always he's always a massive grump. Oh, whenever he's teaming up with Hal Jordan because he doesn't like Hal Jordan because he's the man without. Well, he's like his whole thing is about willpower, and not um, trying to be fearless. And Batman uses fear as an intimidation tactic, and that's how that's basically. But ba- Batman's powers are money and fear. 
Um, and gadgets. And, and if they sort of, well, that sort of comes from the money. True. If they, um, yeah, if they, if he tried to like, if he scared the uh, Power Rangers, that would just be, I would not be down for that. But yeah, can I feel I go, like. Can I go back to the art that you were talking about? Yeah. I can definitely see that it's good. The artwork is good. Yeah. And it works. It suits the book. See, I'm creeping some positives in you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 I can see that it's good art. I can see that it suits the book. But just from a pure taste point of view, it wasn't to my taste. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't think it was bad art. It just wasn't art that I liked. See, now we've established that we do have different tastes. We, well, if this is your taste, then pure- please... Don't. P- purely because I'm selfish. Well, I feel like I've got a varied taste. And, and I do, and it depends what mood I'm in. Like, this book is definitely when I'm a bit somber and just like, just want a bit of cheering up and I don't want to like read an intense story or like a thought provoking story. It's just like a nice sort of like. Oh, I get team that. Up. Yeah, this I is my go to book. I absolutely get that. My go to TV show, at least, would be Buffy. So I do get that. And it's just. I think this is the first time that are different generations our different ages our different tastes has really kind of smashed yeah, yeah. smashed Col- each other collided. to the point where uh, but i think you knew i think you knew i wouldn't yeah, get on with this i just book. wanted to i just wanted to talk about this book if i uh, yeah I agree. Purely, I mean, purely selfish and reasons. the reality is we've at least been civil about it exactly but Unlike i think that's those haters we were talking about in the news section yeah. and i think you I think you expected me to at least be reasonable, and I knew. I'll be honest, and, no. <laughs> I, knew, I knew you'd be giddy, and <laughs> I didn't want to, like, you know, just get, just get rid of the giddy. Yeah, fully corrupt. And the I know child. you love this book, and I and I can understand why. See, look I at, really struggled with it. Look at that. See, this is this is how people should be. So it's this t- this book was clearly for me. Mark sees that, but he doesn't try and ruin it. I know that this isn't for Mark, but I don't try and force it on him. See, you did force it on me. You put it on trade off. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. I wasn't forcing you to like it. I was like, no, you're wrong. <laughs> no. You should like it because of this. I no, did force no, it on no, trade off. Yes, true, that true. is fair. But this is how the internet should be. <laughs> you are gonna get some nasty, nasty dark horror that is oh, headed your way. No, it's gonna be like a Chucky comic that didn't even know existed. <laughs> I bet it does. But that's that's what I mean. It's all about these civil discussions and stuff like that. And speaking of civil discussions, we always have it with our audience, and we want to know your geeky thoughts. Like we say, I Facebook, if there's anyone who's Tumblr. middling, who are like, yeah, who's doesn't imit- deeply dislike it like I do, and doesn't yeah. adore it for its all of its <laughs> cheesy goodness Just like goes, you do. It's a thing. Yeah. It's all right. I suspect there aren't many out there. With no. I think this is very much yeah. a polarizing book. We also want to know as well uh, what your favourite kind of crossovers are. We've mentioned yeah. a few. We've mentioned a few. Obviously, um, the reason why we did this one was because of the Ninja Turtles and Batman one. We talked about the Avengers. Uh, <laughs> Avengers and Transformers one but there's loads out there what's been your favourite and stuff like that we kind of want to know that and we might throw a load on might just do a whole crossover month we just... could do a crossover section couldn't we yeah we've, we've got our kind of like roaming section at the end of the show we yeah, could do could like a, cro- a crossover yeah because you've got the CW crossovers and stuff like yeah. that but yeah we'll have a think but that's trade off for this week um, we decided where we're getting our comics from it's just all over <laughs> yeah guess who's back go on back again Comments Compared's backed. Tell a friend. Yeah, that's right. You heard it here. Comments Compared is back. Woohoo! For those of you who listened to our early shows, you'll know Comments Compared was 
it was our fourth um, section of the show. Um, but as our other sections grew and grew and grew, sadly this one had to get put aside. But not anymore, because we got two hours, baby. So yeah, it's it's going to be occasional, like the, all the other stuff. Like we yeah. did last week, we did... Um, Messages from the multiverse. Which I really liked. We should do that a lot. And oh, we've yeah, got some other ideas for stuff as well. We're hoping to get some interviews with famous people what likes the comics and stuff yeah, like exactly. that. Or just our mates, basically. Who likes comics Yeah, well. get, get our The important on. thing is they like comics. My dad wants to be on, your dad <laughs> yeah. oh we should totally have just, Mr Summers on the just show to, it just, it'd be so funny just because it'd be an app but it was like oh yeah like force him to watch one of the shows or force him to read a comic book one week and just like don't know what was going on there mate oh we should definitely could, do it, that it, we'd it, have like a a, a boomer a, ne- a gen xer yeah. and a millennial and we could all watch the same thing I think my and dad's... you could have series levels of yeah. grump I'm pretty sure my dad's from the stone ages mean <laughs> Mean. Anyway, let's get Comics Compared back and rolling. This is Comics Compared, where we take a look at a film, TV show, game, or some other form of media and compare it to its comics counterpart. This time around, we're looking at Netflix Umbrella Academy. So potential spoilers ahead. Of course, it was going to be Umbrella Academy. We're all on that. We do love the Umbrella Academy. That soundtrack and just everything about it. The Umbrella Academy is a comic book series by the saviour of the broken, the beaten and the damned, Gerard Way, of My Chemical Romance fame, if you didn't get that reference, and Gabriel Bah, who does the... Bay even, I just put Bah, Bay. He does the illustrations for it. Uh, there are currently three volumes out right now. The third is coming towards the end. It's in, like, single issue forms, and there are plans for a fourth in the future. It's very exciting stuff. Now, the Netflix series is mostly based off the first volume, which is titled Apocalypse Suite. Pretty fitting because, you know, in the show there's an apocalypse. Indeed. Although, there are some elements from the second title, which is called Dallas. Now, let's get into this comparison. So, both start with the spontaneous and simultaneous birth of 43 babies, with the billionaire Hargreaves picking up seven of them, getting them to use their powers to become a superhero team, in both, this sort of takes a toll on the characters, uh, let's say mentally, and a bit physically as well for some, like number one. Yeah. Um, both start with the team reuniting after his death, so they sort of like all come to the funeral. Now, do you want to hear some differences, Mark? Go on then. So, in the comics, the Umbrella Academy, uh, their facility where they, um, the actual academy, is located in a mansion outside the city. Whereas, in the show, it's located in a penthouse in the city. Little slight difference there. Don't worry, they, the differences do get bigger. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that did feel a little bit pulling That's straws. a very nitpicky one. Um, so, yeah, in the comics, a young Umbrella Academy is first shown fighting in the Eiffel Tower, where they have a secret spaceship. Which is cool. Um, which are nearly as cool as the wrestling robot machines with alien squad they fight against. Um, but in the show, um, it's a bit more tamed, it's a bit more grounded in reality. So the young team are actually first shown fighting bank robbers, um, but we still get a bit of the, um, you know, I'm trying to think what the word is for it, a bit of the mystical, a bit of the yeah. bizarre. It's more subtle, perhaps. Because we get Pogo the talking monkey. Love. And the robot mother. Love. So, <laughs> there is still craziness there. Uh, so in the comics Hargreaves the father of the seven is buried in a coffin and Vanya uh, Ellen Page's character 
doesn't show up at the funeral, whereas in the show you'll know his ashes are poured into the grounds and Vanya is there. She's repping, she's like, what up, I'm over here, but kind of get... Word up is not how one should approach a funeral, <laughs> Maybe Fraser. not. She's kind of getting ignored a bit, which is a bit upset. So she li- still didn't say word up. No, she didn't. <laughs> you don't know. No I, one was I, listening I, to I, her. I do, I watched the show. Yeah, but it could have been a deleted scene. <laughs> a de- <laughs> I'm joking. <sighs> Carry on. Uh, Luther, number one in the comics, was given an ape body for his human head, so it's a slight difference, and he had no problems with it. He was just like, yep. Yeah, this is how I am. Whereas number one sort of hides his like torso body part. Um, but this is actually developed from a reaction to an injection that Pogo gives him to save his life. So it's in the comics a bit, it's a bit more like, oh, here's an ape's body. Here's your head. Pop it on. Which they've, is, they've darkened it a little bit. I yeah, feel. exactly. They, they've it, gone more into the psychology of what it's like to have your body. It's body dysmorphia. Yeah, to have your body changed when you, in a way, I mean, obviously, I, I have tattoos, so I've changed my body yeah, quite exactly. a lot. But that was my choice, and I love my tattoos. Whereas if you, it, it's, I suppose it's similar to, to, to maybe losing an arm or something. Yeah, he, yeah. He, it, 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 it really explores that in the, in the show. And I, I, I thought that was, Luther, that, I thought yeah. that was better done in the show than the comic books. Yeah, Luther's explored way more, because in the, like his space mission, we get told more and more that it's like, there was no meaning for it. Which is Hargreaves so just sent dark. him over. But in the in the book, he did ha- like in the comics, he did have a purpose for going up into space. Um, another difference in the comics: Number Five warns the group that the world is going to end uh, that the world is ending in three days. Nice little bit of deadline there. Whereas in the show, Number Five warns Vanya first about the world ending in eight days, and then everyone else sort of finds out a little bit later. Yeah. Um, so Diego in. In both, sort of acts almost like a Batman sort of type character, sort of a vigilante, and he works with a, let's put quote-unquote, Jim Gordon type character. Now, his Jim Gordon type character in the comics is called Lupo, looks exactly like Jim Gordon, and um, Diego and Lupo actually have a relationship together. Now, in the in the show, Diego is uh, works with a female detective called uh, Erdora Patch, Let's just say Detective Patch, because dyslexia. Uh, <laughs> who is his ex? Um, I should have, like, put it how I would actually pronounce it, uh, listening back, but who cares? Um, yeah, who is his ex? Unfortunately, you know, doesn't work out too well for her. Um, but that was a nice sort of um, change in the comics, I think. And also, because then they went into Diego... Um, being interested in Vanya, which was, again, different to the comics and sort of added more depth and sort of, like, connecting the family together because they all have their own hardships and but they never sort of come together to deal with it, which yeah. is, you know, important to do when you're going through that stuff. Now, in the comics, the Umbrella Academy fight these things called Terminauts throughout the comics, whereas their adversaries in the show, uh, Hazel and Cha-Cha, um, who um, have a bigger presence in the show. Like, they are in the um, comics, but they wear the masks a lot more, and they're a lot crazier. They're very much more sugar-obsessed. Mm. Whereas in this, there's just a cute little, you know, relationship developing between the um, the donuts cashier and... Oh. Yeah. I know you like that kind of thing. That was cute. It was cute. <laughs> Now, in the comics, Vanya is manipulated by a character called the Conductor, who wears his masks and looks like, you know, stereotypical villain. But in the show, they sort of did it a bit more subtle, 
Um, there was Leonard Peabody who takes the place of the conductor and he just looks like your ordinary guy um, and at first I saw this guy's a love interest I was like oh finally someone's there for Vanya and then I was like oh this no this dude's this dude's oh, using yeah. her so oh, good oh. so well done um, and now we're going to talk about number five for a bit um, yeah we're going to talk about number five so it's never fully explained um, who tra- like how number five died uh Oh, oh! in the comics, it's never fully explained who tried to kill Number 5. Um, number 5 explains in the show that an organisation watches over this uh, time continuum and he's trying to kill him. So, like, in the comics, it's just like, oh, this person's after Number 5. It's like, uh, okay. Now, the organisation does appear in the comics, but it's called something different. It's called Temps Artery Nails-ish. Which is a bit... E- <laughs> which uh, Netflix decided to help dyslexics like myself out and probably the people on the show reading it. And they titled the organisation The Commission. A little bit easier. <laughs> yeah. Now... It's more... more- more TV friendly, Ex- I think. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Less like the comics are very like with the differences. Comics have just gone for a wacky and small differences like that. You you wouldn't really notice no, unless you're exactly. a massive nerd like you and me. Exactly, <laughs> which is why we do this. Show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so in the comics, uh, number five solves the equation to travel back in time with the help of Dolores. Um, and num- in the TV show, he solves it all by himself. He's a big, smart boy. Actually, no, he's, he's sort of kind 50s. of a man. <laughs> um, a bit like you. You're, yeah. like, you're 22, but you look about 12. Cheers, mate. Anytime. Um, and in the Dallas run, he actually... Um, it's a very interesting twist. So in the TV show, it's implied he assassinates JFK. But in the Dallas run, he goes rogue and tries to save JFK. So it's a nice little nod, sort of like change up they've done there. Um, but again, for the TV show, it should have highlighted... The, what the organisation had over him. Now let's go back to Vanya. Vanya's powers come out um, and she becomes the white uh, violin via machine the conductor made in the comics whereas her powers um, come from Harold Jenkins who hires a guy to beat him up in front of her so that's when her sort of powers start to manifest and then she actually becomes the white vi- violin after being imprisoned um, in like a sa- soundproof chamber by her own family which is, you know, Aunt family's great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we're going to talk about, like, Vanya's first evil acts because they're slightly different. So, in the comics, uh, her first evil act is killing the conductor. Um, she does kill the conductor equivalent in um, in the TV show, but unfortunately, her first evil act is the white violin in the TV show. It's killing Pogo. Oh. Which I was 100% devastated well, about. Why did you remind me of that? I know. That? And in the comics, Pogo dies by getting his brains blown out by the white violin, which is very graphic and even sadder. Um, still equally, still sad, Pogo dies in the show by being impaled by the telekinesis powers of uh, the white violin. Still sad, but just oh, not as graphic as the... Oh, just reading that comic, I was like, oh my goodness, I didn't need to see that. Number five puts a stop to Vanya by, in the comics by just shooting her in the head. Alison, number four, sort of uh, does a bit nicer, uh, takes a nicer approach and just puts a stop to her by shooting a gun right next to her ear in order to, like, deafen her. That works. Um, Speaking of Alison, her powers in the comics are way stronger. Like, her rumour powers, uh, she actually has the power to bend reality whenever she says, like, I heard a rumour. 
Um, whereas the show sort of limits it to just being able to control each other's, uh, other people's emotions and the actions of others. Very similar to like um, Purple Man in Jessica Jones, but you know. She uses it for a bit better <laughs> things. Again, talking about differences of powers, Klaus uh, has telekin- telekinetic powers in the comics, but only when he's barefoot. But in the show, they've limited um, him to just being able to communicate with the dead, which adds an interesting character development when he does like sort of um, talk to talk to the dead. And we'll go into that a bit more actually, because in volume two, Dell in the comics. Klaus Luther Diego use a dead time traveler to go back in time and try and help Five and Allison, but they miss the mark and end up in Vietnam. Klaus opens a bar and has a kid. But in the comics, again, to go back to sort of that, um, the more darker route they've gone for, Klaus steals Hazel and Chacha's suitcase and goes back in time, again, in the middle of the Vietnam War, but he fights for a year, falls in love with Dave. It's a cute little relationship going there. It but is unfo- adorable. But unfortunately, his death caused it it causes Klaus a great bit of grief and he suffers from PTSD which is a new addition for the show and was very well done I feel yeah. like like we were talking about with his powers communicating with the um, communicating with the dead that was brilliant last bit of comparison number six Ben is a mystery we don't actually know how he dies the show delves more into Ben than the comics do both sort of still have that mystery about him but thanks to Klaus's powers on the show we're able to see Ben on a regular basis and he sort of acts as like Klaus's um, conscience um, which is a nice sort of like development there like again it's bringing the seven of them together instead of seven individual characters I feel um, and Ben is actually able to use his powers through Klaus in an epic scene in the final episode which was really cool now, I've mentioned a lot of differences and similarities here, and I've also mentioned a lot of different comics in this comparison, all of which I, and I'm sure Mark as well, will recommend, especially if you enjoyed the show. Definitely. As always with adaptations, there's going to be similarities, differences, and comparisons. That was Comments Compares, guys. And that is the show. Well, thank you for listening. We've had a fab time, we hope you have too, and we'll see you next week on Geek of the Week. Great Scots! It's been almost an hour. What the devil are they doing? Rest assured that I was on the internet within minutes, registering my disgust throughout the world. Thanks for listening to Geek of the Week. Be sure to tune in next week. Same Geek time, same Geek channel. And if you want to follow us on social media, it's at GOTW Radio on Twitter. Search for Geek of the Week Radio Show on Facebook. And to listen again, it's www.mixcloud.com forward slash Geek of the Week Radio Show.